Welcome back to another episode of Called to Marriage. Today we are continuing the conversation on marriage, our marriage to be specific. But before we do that, we want to start with the scripture as we always do. And today's scripture comes from Isaiah chapter 40, starting from verse 28 until the end. It says, Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Amen. Amen. My name is Thomas. I'm Marcia. And um, the Lord has given us strength for our marriage, which is now about a year and a half strong. And uh, we want to continue to talk about that. So last week, we, or I don't know if it's last week, (laughs) (laughs) whatever the last podcast was, (laughs) it wasn't really last week. You know, we talked about marriage. We talked about our engagement leading up to our marriage and what marriage meant to us. Yeah. So continuing in that, something that we left off of last, last episode was the solemnization of our marriage. Mm -hmm. So after everything um, was said and done, after we had been married legally and we, I had gone home for the summer, I came back, we had our honeymoon, we moved in together, everything. We decided to um, attend a new church. Actually, it wasn't after, it was kind of in the midst of, but so we decided to move over to another church and that church had... Um, Maybe just one or two at the time, Doris and I don't know who else, familiar people. And people that we knew already? Yep. And we also <clears throat> had visited it and known that there were lots of families there, married couples. And we thought, not only is this, you know, an environment that we just want to be in at this time of our lives in a general sense, but also specific to the fact that we are a young married couple and we would mm-hmm. just love to be surrounded by other families and other married people. So... When we went to that church, and I actually don't remember the order of events, like as far as talking to Doris and whatever, but um, it's it was we explained about our how we got married, all our situation and everything, and it was suggested to us that we still celebrate our marriage um, at our new church. And so, after some conversations, um, our new church or our current church really decided to solemnize our marriage for us. Now, when I first heard that word, I didn't know the meaning of it. And I'll tell you what it (laughs) says in the dictionary. Yeah. (laughs) It was kind of unclear to me. It was a little bit vague. So just to help those of you out there who might feel how I felt at that time, according to the Webster's Dictionary, I'm kind of stalling because it's loading slowly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to solemnize means to mark or celebrate something officially or formally, especially with a religious ceremony. It is to 
observe or honor with solemnity. It can also be defined as dignify, to dignify something. So I think that definition is actually fitting for for what was done for us. Uh, Because of the circumstances under which we got married, our families not being there, not having a wedding, not really having as much support from our prior church as we wanted, we didn't really get all the dignity, I would say, (laughs) for our marriage. And we didn't really celebrate, you know, because we didn't really have people to celebrate with. (laughs) So we just thank God because... You know, in spite of everything, it may sound, I don't know how it sounds to those of you listening, but in spite of the trials, the Lord really was with us every single step of the way. And I believe he's the one who put this community in our lives who, without having seen our relationship from the beginning, like our old church had, we started dating in our old church. Our whole relationship took place at our old church. And we went to this new church. They didn't know anything about our relationship. They didn't know anything about how we ended up getting married. They just met us as we were, and they heard a little bit about our situation, our story, and they thought, it's good. It's good. We want to bless your marriage. We want to celebrate with you. And it stayed so, you know, up to, up to this day. Yeah. So uh, in October of 2018. So that was about, let's see, we got married in May. We got married in May, June, July, August. We had our honeymoon in August, September, October. We had this solemnization and celebration in October. So I would say the totality of our (laughs) marriage, you know, took place over the course of five months. It wasn't just a one day marriage or wedding ceremony. It was a five month process, (laughs) (laughs) but the Lord was faithful. So our, um, church, which we are, which we attend now, they were so receptive. They were so welcoming. It's called the Chanchun International Fellowship Church. I wasn't sure if I should say it, but well, now it's said. So (laughs) helpful to someone. Okay. So CIFC for short. And uh, CIFC, our CIFC family was just so um, encouraging, so interested in celebrating with us. And so we solemnized our marriage. We're actually going to insert a clip right here. So I did record some audio from that day. And we're going to insert a clip right here where you'll be able to hear a glimpse of how that took place. And so today, that's part of our purpose today is um, to celebrate, but also to solemnize. Um, I remember that a, a story was told me of a couple um, that were preparing to be married, and I guess the solemnity of it was getting to the bride to be, and so she was nervous, and the, um, the encouragement was given her. It's so simple. Just remember three things. When you get to the aisle, pause, wait. Then walk to the altar and stand there until the hymn. So she she took comfort from that. She said, okay, aisle, altar, hymn. Aisle, altar, hymn. And that's how she came to the place of marriage. And I, I think um, when we... When we imagine what marriage is about, it starts with this love is blind 
kind of relationship, right? We're just in love. It's intoxicating, and we forget about the sanctifying part of it. Um, we begin to notice the shortcomings of our spouse, and uh, we forget about what it's all about. Now, um, in Ephesians 5, Paul talks real specifically about this, and I think it's so helpful for all of us, not just for uh, Thomas and Lysia. I think as Paul instructs husbands and wives here, he's recognizing that the fact that we value different ways of expressing love. Um, and God values both ways. Um, the husband values honor and respect. And when he doesn't receive that from his wife, he doesn't feel loved. Um, the wife values tenderness, devotion, um, presence, um, committed, sacrificial love. And uh, if she doesn't get it, she doesn't feel loved. And I asked Josiah this morning, and said, um, what advice would you give uh, to a couple that is uh, married, or is getting married, states married? And he said, I don't know, I'm not married. And uh, what did you say, Josiah? And then Dr. Pabas, to stick together. And I thought that was, that was very insightful because so much in our differences um, is in the driving apart. But, and I asked him, what, 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 what is it that keeps us from sticking together? And he said, we think our way is better. And I just, I think there's, there's some depth to that because when we say, I'm gonna love the way I'm used to, I like to be loved, or I'm going to prioritize this kind of expression, we're we're being proud. We're not we're not devoted to sticking together. We're just devoted to ourselves. And um, so I want to encourage that. Um, you're different people. You sleep four hours a day or five. You have eight, maybe eight. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you're devoted to soccer. You're devoted. I don't know to some YouTube channels that you really like. Yeah. So, yeah. Got it. Yeah, you're from um, you're from different countries, and you're from different ancestral backgrounds. But as we've celebrated today, unity and diversity, right? God is about that, and in His in His creative genius, He's not just created one kind of flower, one kind of fruit, one kind of people, but many types to reveal His glory. So you being unified, sticking together, giving up our own way to do that um, is a call that Paul is placing on us right here. The opportunity is amazing. And part of the reason why marriage is sacred is because of what uh, marriage represents. And um, what I want you to remember, Thomas Marcia, no matter how long the days feel, or the years feel being married, remember this, as you love, and submit, respect, honor, each other. You are the brushstrokes are respect, the brushstrokes are submission. But when it's all done, what is the fiction? It's not, not wheels, it's not a seaside uh, scenery, but it's Christ in the church.
Christ and the church, every time they choose submission rather than persisting in their own way, your own wisdom, um, it's another brushstroke to display, to reveal this incredible love of Christ in the church. Every time they choose to be tender, to be kind, to give up something in order to sacrificially love our seed, Russia, Russia, it's revealing what people need so desperately to see Christ in the church and their relationship with love. I'd like to pray for you we pray. Let us pray. Please pray with me. Eternal God, creator and preserver of all life, author of salvation and giver of all grace, look with favor upon the world you've made and for which your son gave his life, especially upon Thomas and Marcia, whom you make and have made one flesh and holy matrimony. Give them wisdom and devotion in the ordering of their common life that each may be to the other and strengthen you, a counselor in perplexity, a comfort in sorrow, and a companion in joy. Grant that their wills may be so knit together in your will and their spirits in your spirits that they may grow in love and peace with you and one another all the days of their life. Give them grace when they hurt each other, to recognize and acknowledge their faults and to seek each other's forgiveness and yours. Make their life together a sign of Christ's love to this sinful and broken world, that unity may overcome estrangements, forgiveness, heal guilt, and joy and conquer despair. Bestow on them, if it is your will, the gift and heritage of children, and the grace to bring them up to know you, to love you, and to serve you. Give them such fulfillments of their mutual affection that they may reach out in love and concern for others. Grant that all married persons who witness these vows and all people may find their lives strengthened and their loyalties confirmed. Grant that the bonds of our common humanity by which all your children are united one to another and the living to the dead may be so transformed by your grace that your will may be done on earth as it is in heaven, where, O oh Father, with your Son and the Holy Spirit, you live and reign in perfect unity now and forever. Let's say amen. 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 So, um, it was basically a, they warped the Sunday service to cater to the celebration of our marriage. And then after the church service, we had a lunch together uh, at a restaurant and we ate together and celebrated. We got flowers. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it was really, really such a kind gesture. It was overwhelming. It really was. I, we, we never expected that. We didn't. We didn't expect yeah. it. We didn't we didn't even we didn't know we needed it i would say i would say mm. we needed it and the lord knew that and that's why he put that on their hearts to do for us it was very refreshing but yeah it was it just, just refreshed us and comforted us yeah and uh and they gave us a monetary gift to jump start you know boost our lives <laughs> lives together they gave us a book we bought our first camera oh from that donation yeah oh good memory yeah <laughs> <laughs> And we got a book which has messages from 
the church. married couples at the church and the singles too. Yeah, you so, the kids, right? Maybe I don't remember. <laughs> it was it was public. It was for everyone. But yes. the families did it together because it's it's a church full of families. <laughs> well, that's that's it. So all that to say, we were just overwhelmed with a lot of love and a lot of support, a lot of understanding, a lot of encouragement and advice and wisdom. And I think that it was all the Lord's doing. And we, uh, whereas in the beginning of our relationship, we didn't really have a lot of support. There weren't really, there wasn't really another couple like us in the stage where we were uh, walking alongside of us. And all of a sudden we had a bunch of married couples able to really give us support all throughout our first year of marriage and really even to this, to this day. That was very important. Yes, and I believe the Lord did that for us. He gave us, he put people in our lives, our fellow members of the body of Christ yeah. to surround us with They were like a gift to us. Love, yes. Mm-hmm. And they loved us so much and they still love us so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to read something from that book? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a nice thought. <laughs> yeah, you should, you should read from the book. Okay. And we actually meant to pass this book on to friends that we made after we had the book here in China to also sign or write something in for us, like Phil and Sarita. Yeah. And I think we should do that. We didn't do that yet. No, we didn't. Yeah. We should give it to our friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's got messages and it's got lots of scriptures too. So I'll just read the first one, which was was from which is from Selena and Mark Patterson. Oh, yeah, the Pattersons. Yes, it reads, Dear Thomas and Marcia, congratulations on your marriage. The two of you radiate happiness. It's a beautiful thing to see a man and a woman brought together by the Lord, united in their desire to serve him. Here's a quotation from a marriage book that Mark and I are reading. Your best shot at having a beautiful marriage is if both of you make it your goal to become like Jesus. That's from You and Me Forever by Francis and Lisa Chan. Focus on him, glorify him, become more and more like him. This is our prayer for you too. And speaking of prayer, Mark and I decided early in our marriage to make it a habit to pray together every day. We have encouraged many young couples to do this. Blessings and love. Selena and Mark Patterson. And I, I just can't help but say that speaking of the Pattersons, I, I don't think we've, we love all the couples we've met in our lives here in China. They've been so helpful to us. The Seelys, the Pattersons, the Websters, everyone. Mm-hmm. But the Pattersons just have been too good to us, I would say. Mm. They took us to the next step. They gave us counseling. They gave us some materials. They, we've gone over to their house to talk to them about our, some of the problems and the challenges oh, we yes. faced. They've mm. listened to us. They've hosted us. Mm-hmm. They've, they've been so good to us. And we've eaten with them. We've laughed with them. Yeah. We've cried with them. <laughs> they just brought us into their space. And they treated us like their own. And I, I learned a lot from them that... We're still young in our marriage, but they really instilled in us the discipline of loving intentionally. Mm. Not that, you know, you just meet someone on the way and 
you pass on what you have. But being intentional, saying that, hey, you can come over and we have this that we want you to have. We think it would be helpful. And just loving, not just in words, as the Bible says, but in deeds and in action. Mm. I learned that from them that I, I will always look around for any married couple, but especially young married couple, and just offer help to mm. them. It's very deep in my heart. I can't express how much I love that family and how they raise their kids. They, they, they have a wonderful kid, Levi. He's excellent. Mm. He is so good. And I watch every step that family takes, how they come to church, how they, they organize, how they order themselves in church and all that. And Mark really taught me a lot. And he's a great teacher of the word too. Mm. He teaches the word to everyone. Even the youngest kid in the church would be able to leave with something. And I learned a lot from them. I just want to say that God really blessed them. They've been so good to us. And speaking of that, to give a little more specifics on the ways in which we've been helped. So this is going now into, we wanted to talk about the solemnization, about how God really gave us so much help in the form of you know, the fellowship we have at CIFC and other things maybe concerning our first year. So that was definitely one. Thank you so much, Pattersons. We love you. Um, the Sealies also gave us so much love and they allowed us so many opportunities to eat with them, to sit with them, play with them and their children. And we saw an amazing example of how to raise children. We don't yeah. have children yet, but we know it's a part of our purpose and we uh, need all the help we can get. Yeah. And it's, it's really great to be able to uh, spend time with other people's kids and watch how they parent their, their children. And, um, they've also told us, you know, really personal stories that have helped us, um, along the way. And the Webster's also gave us books, which helped us. You got an injury from <laughs> soccer and... Oh, well, unrelated to marriage, that one. But us, yes, yeah. yes, they, they've just helped us so much. And I got a book from... Um, what's, what's the book? Disciplines of a Godly Man mm -hmm. from... Brian. From, from Brian. <laughs> <laughs> which he made me make a promise. He said I should read that book and pass it on to my son. So I, we went over to their house and I saw the book, Disciplines of a Godly Man, and I was interested in the book. I took it. I couldn't finish reading it, but they had to leave China and I had to give it back. But I was honest enough to tell him that I really like the book and I, even if he's willing to sell it, I would buy it. So initially he was like, no, he wants to pass it on to his son or his sons to read because it's a very good book. And then later on he said, you know what? You're going to have it. I'll give it to you. I won't even sell it to you. But you're going to make me a promise that you are going to read it and you're going to make your son read it. And you, it's going to be like that. Then I said, I'll take that. <laughs> and that was really nice. Yep. And they gave us other books too. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, Doris and Sule. Oh, our German friends. Yeah, there's just not enough I could say about them. They're so special to us. They also gave us, um, well, Doris gave us some counseling. Can before, we even name all that she's right given us? Yeah, honestly, yeah, honestly, we can't. That one is it's just too much. <laughs> they just so. keep flooding us with love and gifts. Yeah. <laughs> 
And the Rigsby's also have supported us so much. They've been so kind to us, also allowing us to have an eye on their parenting and the style of their house. Yeah. And they're so honest with us. And actually, they celebrated with us personally. They, they took us out for dinner. They yeah. paid for it and uh, they gave us a card. Yeah. They're still helping us. Even now, after being married over a year, we've gotten over the first year hump and they're still you know, making arrangements for us to meet with other married young couples that they know and kind of mentoring us and they're giving us wisdom, us. always checking on us. I mean, <laughs> and they wow. are very open. Yeah. Very open. We feel really secure with them. Yep. We can talk to them freely. David, in particular, he's an easy to go guy. I can always talk to him about anything. Mm. So, all that to say, I mean, I couldn't even measure the amount of support that we've gotten um in the past year and a half and it's a testimony it's just all to say thank you god so much it could have been different like we've heard people yeah. say first year or first couple of years of marriage are the hardest but for us it's been nothing but the grace of god and it's been great god's really taking care of us he really is. He really has been. And we know he will continue to. And we're grateful. Mm. Oh, so many names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't name them Phil all. And Phil and Sarita. Oh, yeah. They're another. As far as a peer relationship, they're the best. And yeah. they also have children. So we've also been able to be around their children, one of one of whom always calls our name these days. Marcia and Thomas. Marcia and Thomas. <laughs> Marcia and Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've been generous to us. They've spent time with us. And, man, it's overwhelming. Yeah. It is. Mm. It is. I think we're going to start feeling it when we leave China. Because mm. we're still in China and we still have most of them around us and i foresee that when we leave china we're going to look back to all these times to all these people who've been very instrumental in our lives and we're really going to feel like wow they hold such important places in our lives Mm. Mm -hmm. and as i'm speaking now i can even imagine that i can't even describe it how it's going to feel And how it's even going to feel to talk about this same thing we're talking about maybe three, four years from now. Yeah, it's really overwhelming. And so the Lord has given us really a solid and firm foundation so that after two years of marriage, we're finally going to move back to the States and it's going to be a different life. But we have something here that we've nurtured. Yeah. And that the Lord has really nurtured for the past two or a year and a half, a year and a half going on two years. And uh, we're excited to see what else he's going to do. We have so many um, hopes, I would say. And this is actually a really important part of our first year of marriage too. This uh, Thomas wrote us a book about (laughs) marriage, about our marriage specifically, the vision for our marriage, the purpose, the mission, Ladies, get you a man who has vision. (laughs) Truly, truly, it is wonderful. And that book has a lot of meaningful things in it for us. And we're 
walking, walking out some of those things and some of them are yet to come, like having children and such. But it really means a lot to know. It gives us a sense of confidence and trust in God, having that vision and putting our hope in the Lord that, yes, he's given us a purpose and he's sure to fulfill it. Yeah. And we're excited to see, like I said, after we move back home, we're going to be looking at starting to have children. We're going to be looking at um, establishing kind of the call that God has put on our lives. We've already started in the form of this podcast, but, you know, we're not so stable now. We're going to be going back to the States and stuff and we reading around. We want you to so, step further. Yeah, we want to take things a step further. So, anyway. Is uh, there anything that stands out to you in that book? Would you like to share anything from it? Um, didn't plan in advance. <laughs> Small anecdote. When we were dating, Thomas used to write prayers for me, some of which are in this book. So, <laughs> that was very diligent of him. He used to regularly send me prayers. Actually, they were visual prayers, so they were in the form of images and pictures, so with words. So that was very meaningful. Um, I would say this book is like a testimony of our relationship, and it also gives at the same time a vision for the future and the course of our relationship. Um, I don't know. Do you think there's something you want to share from it? I feel like you gave it some real bit, but it's just... Um, so there's a little background to this book. After we got married, before we got married, in 2012, we got married in 2018. So six years before that, I started praying and talking to God about my marriage and who my spouse is going to be and all that. And God laid heavily on my heart to really commune with him about what the next phase of life is going to be for me. And he gave me so much that I couldn't even bear. So I started writing things down, what my marriage was going to be, what kind of husband he was calling me to be. So I started walking on those paths and I kept, I kept a record of it. So after we got married, I decided to summarize and compile everything and let my wife have it. I don't know if people do this necessarily, but that's what I was led to do. So I put everything together. It says our marriage, the vision, the mission, and the purpose. And one of the things I came to learn um, before I got married is that the Bible says where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint. And vision is very important. It's necessary to look ahead of you and to see ahead of you and to talk to God, it's, it's free. And I don't know why people don't make use of it. Like, it's important to look ahead of you and to ask what God wants from you or wants you to do in your marriage and what kind of husband he wants you to be and what kind of wife he wants you to be. And especially for husbands, it's, it's key. It's necessary to really spend time in depth communication with God before you make a move. So thankfully, his spirit led me and I wrote a bunch of things. We, we wouldn't be able to read all of them. So with scriptures and things that he had called us to do. And then I found my wife. So I decided, well, why not have all this? So I gave it a treasure. And in it, it says what our marriage is, is for. And it's really helpful because times are going to get hard. Challenges are going to come on the way. 
but it's important to have your destination at hand. And it's important to know who has called you and who is with you, guiding you to your destination so that when times get tough, you can look to what word he's given you and say that his word is sure, it's aiming, it's going to happen. And mm -hmm. it's difficult to get buffeted by external things, I would say. It's difficult to just give up when you have a sure word from God, when you are, your hands are full of him and his word. When it gets tough, you just look back to it. And there have been so many times that I have gone back to read it. And she has also gone back to read it. And we are not the same persons after we read that book. Mm. It doesn't matter what our hearts are telling us. When we pick this book up and read, and I added a little bit of our history when we're dating and when we're in a relationship, some things that we used to send ourselves when you go back to read that, to see the pictures, together with the Word of God, something happened. It's like you're restored to the original place that God wants you to be, and you become more responsible in obeying God and honoring God and respecting God much more than making yourself feel good. So I would say it's, it's a good thing, and I like it. We got, mar we got married in May, right? In September, do you, do you still have that, uh, our prayer, our affirmation? Mm-hmm. So that's another thing that God led us to do. So we got married in May, and in September, I was praying. I was still praying about our marriage. And again, God led me to write a prayer for our family, and we are supposed to know it and to teach it to our children. Would you mind reading it, babe? Sure. The Lord God Almighty is the maker of this home. He holds together in love and strength every person and thing in this household. He has appointed Thomas the head, and he has made me the perfect and most suitable helper, which is the body. We are nothing without him and everything with him. He is our shelter. Christ Jesus himself is our banner, glory, and scepter of righteousness. He is powerful within us and in our midst. This home is his sanctuary his brook of peace, joy, courage, and love. We don't worry, we pray. We don't get drunk, we sing hymns of praise in merrymaking. We are altogether glorious, continually transforming into his very image and essence. Amen. Amen. Okay, so that's our family prayer. <laughs> And I think it's it's good. It's it's yeah. just beautiful to walk with God. There's so much He offers us, more than we can even take. And it's just sad to me when we don't make use of all the riches that God offers us. Just His Word is enough, really. We are just complete in Him. And by sticking with Him, we can do a lot more than we, we can do. I mean, a lot more than we can on our own. And we should just take advantage of it and just love him and let him love us. His, his words are true. His, can we read some of our anchor scriptures? Sure. Yeah, so in my prayer and um, meditation before I got married, I wrote down some scriptures that I called anchor scriptures. That There were some scriptures that God kept bringing back to me, and he asked me to keep those scriptures in my marriage and to teach them to my children and let my wife also have them. 
all? I mean, was there, were there particular no, just, ones? just speak to anyone. So Proverbs 16.3, anecdotal inform- or addition to this. Uh, this is the scripture which brought me to this particular job where I am now in Changchun, China, which was very Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit led. And I'm amazed, really, at how God uses his word uh, to communicate with us. But also applicable to our marriage, commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. Proverbs 16.3. And another, a classic, which we all know, but we really need to keep rooted in our hearts. Um, Proverbs 3, verses 5 to 7. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. And this is a part that people don't usually add on, but it's also there. (laughs) Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Very important. Deuteronomy 8, verses 10 and 18. So this is actually a scripture which we read, I believe, in in the first podcast. And it's worth listening to in full, actually. But this is just some of it. When you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant with you, uh, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Should I read that again? I kind of messed it up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, when when you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you and you shall remember the Lord your God for it is he who gives you power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant which he swore to your fathers as it is this day and one more maybe (laughs) Proverbs 18.10 the name of the Lord is a strong tower the righteous run to it and are safe yes his name is a strong tower that's right and it's a tower where we can run whatever we feel in need, which really should be always, which really should be perpetually. Yeah. But sometimes we think we have it together. I'm one of those people sometimes. <laughs> I always run to God when I feel desperate, but I don't always feel desperate. Sometimes I feel like, oh, life is good. And I still remember God, but I don't I don't thirst after him. I don't seek for him as desperately as I do in the times when I'm low. But he's always um, interested in our communion with him and our fellowship with him. And I'm kind of going off topic here, but (laughs) you always need him, certainly in marriage, right? And the closer we are to our Lord and our master, the closer actually we'll be to each other and the closer our marriage will be. So hold firm to the Lord. Yes, he is our everything and our spouses after that. So... Yeah, he's the one who gives us the strength to even love mm. and to uphold the dignity of our marriage. So we can't stress it enough. The place of God in your marriage or in our marriage is irreplaceable. Mm. And even the places that we hold in our marriage would not stand without him. So we, we need him for everything. We need him any time, any day, any second. Reminds me of a hymn that I like. 
I need you every hour. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Most gracious God, no tender love like thine can peace afford. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Every now I need thee. Every oh, hour. Every hour I need thee. Mm. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to thee. I like that. I'm so, also, oh, sorry. I was just going to, I was also reminded of your latest podcast. So assuming this goes live one day, because this is also for posterity as we established in the first episode. So, but um, for those who might listen, my husband is also working on his own podcast <laughs> and he just shared something that is extremely powerful um, uh, concerning being a spiritual person. And I would highly advise that you listen to that in all of his podcast um, episodes, which are really sermons, which are really Holy Spirit-filled words to, what can I say, nourish your spirit. And I would encourage you to listen to it. What's it called? It's called... (laughs) 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 Uh, Wait. Now I want to remember. It's <laughs> called Glory Field. Ah, it took yeah, me a moment. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Glory Field. Available now on iTunes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, it yeah. is, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, yeah. So sorry I interrupted you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Glory Field. Field, that's an F I E L D. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to go straight into what we've learned, looking back to... Oh, right. To end the episode, yes. Yeah, mm. to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. So, what have you learned? I've learned that it is so important to really be in the body of Christ. Don't try to do things on your own. There are so many Christians who don't go to church because maybe they've experienced church hurt and whatever, and they think that they can be spiritual on their own. Yeah. You cannot. We are, as Christians, as followers followers of Christ, members of his body, and we do not work independently, neither of him nor of the rest of the body. We work in agreement, in unity with the body. And it's not just for their sake. It's for your sake, too. So in us having that support, I mean, it's been nothing but a blessing to us. And I know people are not perfect. We know that personally. We've experienced our own form of church hurt. But that doesn't matter. I mean, people are not perfect. So because you, we are not perfect either. Exactly. We're not perfect <laughs> either. So that's that's a really good point. Exactly. So... Um, really do your best to surround yourself with people who love the Lord and people who will love you as his word commands so that you can find support in, you know, in times of need. And it's not that we need people so much, like we need God first and foremost, but God uses people, you know, he loves to use his people. So he can use people to edify you, to bless you, to provide for you. So mm-hmm. let them do that for you. <laughs> That's one of the takeaways. Yeah. Yeah. And and the second really is about clinging to the Lord. So it's 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 fellowship with his body and it's fellowship with him. That's what as I said earlier is going to make your marriage strong is really your personal devotion to Christ because he's ever sanctifying us and the more holy we are, really the better our marriage can be. 
So that's those are my takeaways. Hmm. Okay. I want to read a scripture from Ephesians chapter 4, starting from verse 11. It says, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, so we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. So it's, I, I just want to make the same point that you made, but in, in a different way. How important the body of Christ is and how important it is to be in contact with other believers. It is like the cross. We are called to God. We are called to have a relationship with God. It's, that is vertical. So me and me with God is me looking up to God. That is vertical. But the cross isn't only made up of a vertical stroke. It also has a horizontal stroke. And that horizontal stroke is a bunch of people like me who are also looking up to God. And so we are called into a body. There is a reason why we are called the body of Christ. The body is not only made up of one part. There is the hand, there is the mouth, there is the leg, there is the stomach, there is a lot. So these are all people who are standing horizontally like you, looking up to God, building a relationship with God. And that is the complete nature of the church of God, such that Holy Spirit or Holy Spirit filled men are desiring more of God, just like myself. And because of that, by virtue of that, we are one in faith which is the unity of faith. So that is what God expects from us. So it, it doesn't matter what has happened to you, what, what you've been through with a church, whatever. Look, if you have to find a church 10 times to be in contact with the body of Christ, do it. There is no excuse for not being a part of a body of Christ full of men who are desiring God in the same way that you are so there is something wrong when we don't desire to be in the body of Christ. That it probably could mean that we are not looking up to God. Because in the church, it doesn't matter how many people you find fault with. There are also men who are constantly, daily looking up to God, desiring to be closer to God. And you can be a part of that. So it's, it's important to be in a church. And we've enjoyed so much. We've had so much blessings from people who knew better than we did. We were young. We, we, were, we didn't know a lot of things, but God, through all these people, has taught us a lot of things that we are now applying in our marriage. So if we stand here today saying that God has been good to us, He has been good to us through others too, and it's important. And the second thing is, especially if you're not married and you're listening to us, your relationship with God is much more 
important than anything else, even your marriage. Mm -hmm. And you are at a good place to become a much better person. See, usually we think of the person we're going to get married to, our spouses and um, who they are and what they are. And we don't really look within ourselves and just humbly ask God to equip us, to make us the spouses that he wants us to be and the spouses that we know we want to be. So if I'm thinking of getting married as a, as a husband, I want to, of course, I want a God-fearing wife. I want all the things that I want. But much more than that, I want to commune with God. I want to humble myself under the feet of God to say that there is a certain husband. I see a picture of a husband that I want to be, and I'm not there. So how can I get there? You see, it, it takes a lot of responsibility, even after you've gotten married. So you always go back to God. But it's difficult if you don't start that way after you get married. So it's necessary. That's what I've learned. Nothing has changed as far as my walk with God except for growth. My, my desire for God has only increased. It's, it's tripled. It's quadrupled. I want him more because I can, now I have testimonies. I can see what he's able to do. I can see all the fruits of the times that I spent with him before I got married. And that multiplies and adds up and it just increases my faith in God because I have so many precedents of, you know, what God has done. And what place is taking me from? So if you start your marriage or probably before your marriage, you don't prioritize a relationship with God. Chances are that when you get married, that is, you know, it's going to be hard for you to leave that place. So whatever place you are, it doesn't even matter whether you're married or you're not married. Wherever you are now, spend time with God. Value the place of God in your life and give him your life just submit yourself to him and tell him to work on you first you first just desire to love your spouse i i didn't want to be a husband who you know would be found short of loving his wife and as hard as it is i always pray god please make me love my wife so the onus is on me and i feel more responsible to grow up to become more like christ so that i can bear more and that is glorious i think god wants that I will be able to look at him and say, God, make me better for my wife. And the wife also says, God, make me better for my husband. And then we're both losing ourselves. And what that happens is that Christ has his way in, in us, in, in the middle, because we want more of you, Christ. And the other person says, oh, I want more of you, Christ. And then we end up making it all about him. And that's important. And I've learned that in less than two years, that if there's anything I used to do, before we got married, now I want to do it even more because I know the benefits that come with that. And we don't have kids now, but when I think about being a father, it's the same. That's the same way I felt when I was thinking of getting married six years or more before that. So when I think about being a father now, I'm, I just want God, just there's, there are characters of good parents and I want them. Make me have them before I even have my kids so that I can be able to parent my children in the way that you have called me to. So speak to me about raising kids. Lead me to people who have kids, who have godly wisdom, who can teach me. And so looking at all the people we met in China, it just makes me feel, feel so good and feel that God just loves me. Because why would you surround me with all these families, all these fathers, godly men who are raising their kids, homeschooling their kids? It just tells me, 
he's listening. So you better keep praying and you better watch what he ask. Mm. And you better ask because you will have it and you can have it. So it just pushes me to pray more, to talk more to God. And I watch every person who comes into my life because I'm alert. Mm. I, I'm expectant of what he's going to do in my life. So that's what I've learned. <laughs> yeah. And to end, maybe I'd just like to also say thank you, Lord. I mean, there are so many things to thank God for. But just when I think as you were talking about how we've changed, how our perspective has changed being here in China. I mean, I have to say thank you, God. Like my mindset is different. Everything is different. Yeah. It, it's been a blessing to have this unique experience. And I came here thinking maybe one or two years. <laughs> We're like on our fourth year. And we've met people we never thought we'd meet. And we've had experiences we didn't think we'd have. And... I'm amazed. And I think he's equipped me for what he's, and he's still equipping me for what he's calling me to. And he's equipping us for what he's calling us to. And I'm impressed. <laughs> uh, but not shocked because, of course, God is so amazing. I, mean, I don't think he should ever shock me because he's so, <laughs> everything he does is shocking to the point where nothing should be shocking. <laughs> <laughs> so but i'm i'm really yeah i'm in awe mm. yeah so i guess it's all thank god yep he's been good to us as imperfect as our marriage you could say seemed. is <laughs> yeah still is still, anyway <laughs> yeah he still worked his way in us and he still produced fruits in us mm. in that we, we we hear a lot of people talk about us and we look at ourselves and we're like, oh, wow, it's been a, it's been a long ride, but as bumpy as it's been, I just want to say that God has been able to work through us. So it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what you're going through. He can take it and make it his own. If you give it to him. And that's it folks. <laughs> Thanks yeah. so much for listening to another episode of call to marriage. Next time we're going to be talking about living together. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, until the next one, God be with you guys. We love you. God loves you so much. We love you. <laughs>